Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Betches Media presents the Betches Brides Podcast, a show for the wedding obsessed and the brides who are stressed. Because after all, it's only one day of your life. What's up, Betches? Welcome to another episode of our weekly podcast, Betches Brides. I'm your host, Taylor Strecker, and today I've got Jennifer Spector hanging out with me. She's the director of brand at Zola, where she oversees branding, communication, social, editorial, and experimental. Jennifer, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. So, Jennifer, a little birdie told me that uh, you were married on New Year's Eve 2015. We're going to be talking about your wedding, girl. I can't wait. Um, But that as a Zola bride you love the brand so much you joined the company that is correct shut your face <laughs> so after planning your own wedding and experiencing Zola you you liked it so much that you're like I want to work for this company yeah so I got engaged I guess I was engaged in 2015 which now feels like you know many moons ago I was engaged and working at a communications agency and tried to get Zola as my client and through that time in pitching Zola because I love the brand so much eventually they were like why don't you just come and work here oh my god and so the day that I got back from my honeymoon I joined the company oh my god so that was like January 1st basically 2016 and I've been at the company for almost four years and Zola's six years old Holy crap. Yeah. So that's like, I mean, that's the love story. Yeah. I really love Zola. I really do. <laughs> Who do you love more, Zola or your husband? Depends on the day. Fair. <laughs> very fair. Amen. Okay. And also, um, a little fun fact, too, about your wedding is you actually booked your wedding venue before you got engaged. Yes. Tell me about that, crazy. So... <laughs> Is it crazy or is it just good planning? So uh, my husband and I, I think we've now been together 13 years, um, but we were together for about eight years. We both have older sisters and they were both married within the year before we were married. So we were sort of waiting for them to get married and then we would get married. And so in that sense, I think it was pretty clear that we were going to get engaged and get married. And we'd always talked about having a New Year's wedding and... So we needed to kind of move forward on that. So I I feel like. No, it's not crazy. I was envisioning you like single booking a wedding venue. 
You know, I think that's more common. Look, in New York, venues book up like two years in advance. So I... Do they really? Yeah. I I think you should... If you... You know, it's never too early to plan your wedding. And maybe the person is with you and maybe they're not. (laughs) But I think if you have a dream wedding and you want to lock some things down... Do it. I mean, do it. Probably keep it secret from your partner. (laughs) And then when you get engaged, you can be like, great, I just found this amazing wedding venue, by the way, that you put a deposit For on, next like, week. <laughs> Good thing we met the deadline. Yeah. I mean, I'm already, pre- I'm, I'm already planning my next wedding and I'm not even engaged. Yeah. I think it's like, I don't subscribe to this idea that people should necessarily be surprised when they get engaged. I'm I with you. It's a really big life decision. And so I think it's more and more common for people to basically have understanding that they're getting engaged and kind of understand the type of wedding that they want and then you know eventually they get engaged but it's not usually this thing where like one person is like oh my god we've never discussed this and now (laughs) suddenly I've like had to say yes in this really awkward you know knee bend situation so I think it's like there's certain things you don't surprise someone with right like I mean maybe the actual ring itself but like with the engagement in totality like you should have a discussion puppies are on that list as well yeah car children oh yeah. that too but sometimes they're a surprise right. yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> okay so today's episode we're talking all about wedding gifts awesome registries the whole the whole shebang because honestly zola's really i mean your registries are what's up like for real yeah so you guys kind of changed the game actually yeah we definitely so zola today is really kind of the easiest place to plan your wedding and that includes registering so Mm -hmm. we started off as a wedding registry and really disrupted that entire industry which you know had previously been dominated by like big box department stores um, and really didn't reflect the way that people lived today and so we you know start as a registry company but now you know you can really plan your entire wedding on Zola and we're always listening to our couples and we're launching new products in 2020 that are you know not registry specific but are awesome and I'm so excited so mm-hmm. happy to chat about gifts but I think people should check out Zola for like their wedding website yeah. their invites everything Zola um, it's awesome well that's the thing is that you know more, it's becoming more and more trendy for couples to want either contributions towards their honeymoon which I think is genius or cash gifts if you will um, but like through their registry and this is something that you guys really I think had a hand in so let's just start from the very beginning we have tons of listener questions about registry and all things of that nature so first things first uh, do you have to make a a gift registry if you are having a wedding I really recommend it I think even for people who are eloping or if you're having a huge wedding or anywhere in between I think that people want to celebrate you and they're going to buy you a wedding gift Mm -hmm. and so you should tell people what you want because if you don't they're going to end up getting you something that is not your taste doesn't fit in your apartment slash house and I I just think that you're kind of doing a disservice to yourself and the people that love you if you don't have a registry so okay yeah definitely register even if you just register for cash I think then you have a place where people can contribute to your honeymoon fund or your you know home reno fund or something like that but just make it easier for people because people want to buy you a gift okay so there's two questions of how should you tell guests that you only want cash so let's say you're going that direction Mm -hmm. so I think that if you register on Zola, you can set up a cash fund for whatever you want. Uh-huh. I really recommend that when you register for cash, no you matter attach it to something. 
not only attach it to something, but let's say you're registering for a honeymoon fund. Okay. You should break that fund up into specific things. So let's say you're going on a honeymoon. I went to Japan. So have a honeymoon fund where it's like this is like a day at, you know, whatever, you know, spa, spa or something like that. People, this is for swimming with dolphins. Exactly. Because obviously. people are, guests are much more likely, like we have this data, so they're much more likely to contribute to a fund when they feel it's going to something personal that yes. they connect you with. So when I was engaged, I had a fund for boxing lessons because my husband and I were working out together and doing boxing. That fund was like completely fulfilled very early on. All our friends wrote us notes being like, we love this. This is so cute. I like, love it. So... People want to connect with the gift that they're getting you, even if it's cash. They want to feel connected to that gift. So rather than just saying cash, it's like, well, this cash is going to go towards this specific thing. So they think, oh, when they do this thing, they're going to think of me. Exactly. Yes. And then like if you actually end up doing that thing, it would be really nice if you took a picture and you're like, here we are snorkeling. Like, thanks so much, Taylor. Like, we loved this gift. I mean, that is so nice of you to do. But like, I am way too lazy for that shit. <laughs> but you already have the picture on your phone, probably. That's I mean, we're true. all taking like 8,000 photos. Ooh. Can that count as my thank you note? Sure. <laughs> you see me cutting <laughs> the corners. Okay, this is important. We're talking about returning gifts you hate. Now, the theory is if you registered yourself, right. then you should really like everything. But sometimes maybe, let's say, your lovely groom-to-be. Mm-hmm. Um, register for something that you absolutely or bride. hate. Or a bride. Yes, thank you for reminding me. That exists too. How for how could I forget my peeps? Um, so, but what if there's something that like maybe your significant other snuck on the registry mm-hmm. and you're like, are you fucking kidding me? Right. Like a poster of Tony Soprano. Although yeah. I, that's something I would actually want. Love it. Um, so can you actually return gifts if they're on your registry already? Um, also, how do you tell people about your registry? Where? Yeah, I really recommend doing a wedding website. Okay. So on Zola, you can make free wedding websites um, super easy. Literally, you could do it in five minutes. You upload pictures, et cetera, and then your registry is just embedded there. So typically what people do is they send out a save the date, and the save the date um, that you can get from Zola will match the wedding website, and it will have your wedding website printed on the save the date. And so usually what happens is once you're ready to send out that save the date, you have a registry in pretty good shape. So okay. when people go to your website, they know they, what's they up. They can start buying you gifts because think about it. You are using your registry. You might have an engagement party. A lot of people have showers mm-hmm. and then you have your actual wedding. So you need to make sure that your registry has at least some stuff on it pretty early on because, you know, if you have parents or grandparents, people of that generation, tend to buy engagement gifts even if you don't have a party right so you want them to be able to go onto your registry and find the thing that you're looking for i love that generation yeah we love them so good the greatest generation giving all the gifts (laughs) um so when you make your registry you don't do like an engagement a shower and then a wedding it's just like it's all under one umbrella correct Yes, so you can Or do kind people of, differentiate? You can differentiate. And also, like on Zola, you can um, mark things as like most wanted. And so you can kind of, you almost think about your registry like a your own store, essentially. So you can re-merchandise things. So, you know, for a shower, the typical price point for a gift is about half of what it is. Let's say it's about $50 versus for a wedding gift is $100. So okay. if your shower is coming up, you know, move those lower price point gifts 
to the top of your registry, mark them as most wanted so that if I'm coming to your shower, I know, oh, like this is what I'm looking for because this is in April versus your wedding, which is in October. And that's something we're actually going to discuss too is like price points mm-hmm. and also like regional. I mean, I think that where you live and where the wedding is definitely determine yeah. those types of things, but we'll get to that in a little bit. But that's interesting. So the shower and like engagement is like half of what you're going to spend on the wedding gift as if, if you're coming from a guest perspective. Yeah, I mean, I always recommend for guests to have a budget for what you want to spend for the whole wedding. Okay. So, And I think that as a couple, you should be really conscious of that because more and more people are getting married at like destination, whatever that means. And they're going on bachelor, bachelorette parties. So, you know, as a guest, you should say, okay, well, I'm budgeting $200 to spend on all gifts. That might include something I'm getting for the bachelorette, something I'm getting for the shower and something I'm getting for the wedding. But you should think about it in total Mm -hmm. and versus just like the one wedding gift because then I think you're going to end up going over budget. And as a couple, you should have things at many different price points. I think people are going into the red big time over weddings and wedding season for sure. Yeah, I think it's just now weddings have become these year-long events, especially mm-hmm. if you're in the wedding party or a really close friend of someone. Oh, yeah. And I think as a couple, or I'll speak like personally, like as a bride, you should be really conscious of what you're asking for people and realistic too. Like, you know, you've set a budget yourself for your own wedding. So you should think about making sure that the friends and family that you're like doing all this stuff with have insight into what you're expecting for them to spend too. Okay. So what should a couple do if they don't want any physical gifts at all? Like we're talking like zero KitchenAid appliance, zero plates, zero, I don't know, towels. Got it. So if you don't want any of those stuff, I think you can do three things. Okay. People are going to buy you physical gifts no matter what. That's a fact. Oh, yeah. I know. My mom will give you a picnic basket and she's not, she doesn't feel bad about it. Right. And like, do you want that basket? No. No. (laughs) So what I would say is if you don't want anything physical, I would still register for physical gifts. Register for gift cards. Register for cash. Then you can transfer those physical gifts into credit that you could use for a Delta gift card or you could use for an Airbnb or you could use for a Sephora gift card. You can do an all cash fund too, but you're going to end up getting physical gifts. And so I think it's better to actually register for them and you can think about what you want to do with the value of those gifts, whether you want to turn them into credit or not. I will say... I totally hear people, like, when I got married, I lived in a 400-square-foot apartment. Hello. But I really don't think that you should register with the mindset only of who you are today and where you live. And I think it's a little short-sighted because eventually, like, you might want to have a new pot. Right. But where does that (laughs) stuff live? What's, What's the max I have? Because I've got 600 square feet, not to brag. Yeah, that's a lot. You're, you're <laughs> swimming in square footage. Um, I could keep shit in my bathtub, I guess, and yeah, push game to shove. The oven is usable space. Yes. Um, I, I mean, there's not technically... I'll, I will say that if you register for things that are classics, mm-hmm. you have more time to ship them than if you're registering for things that are more fashionable, that like turn over each season, like bedding or decor so if you registered for something that you know like a furry pillow it might not be there in two years on zola but if you registered for a lake crusade dutch oven that's like a timeless gift that'll be there but i think you should still register for a few physical things even if it's like some nice picture frames to put your wedding photos in like 
something. Yeah. Well, the thing that we talk about a lot in this podcast is that, um, shockingly, weddings aren't really for the bride and groom. They're for everybody else. So the the wedding registry is no exception. It's like, you know what? People want to buy physical gifts. A lot of times those people are of your parent generation or older. Mm-hmm. So just like, yeah, it's like, give them what they want. They'll be able to get it and then do whatever you want with it. I mean, I had a friend that was registered at like, I think it was Bloomingdale's or Macy's. And she literally was returning gifts and buying like Louboutins. And I was like, you go. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's really greedy and wasteful (laughs) to her husband. That's one way to do it. Uh, I think I think that if you make your registry personal and don't just put things on there, just like blah, then you'll end up getting things that you actually do want. And it will feel like it is for you than just satisfying like something for other people. Right. Um, Speaking of what shouldn't you register for? Mm. Are there things that people register for because like their mom tells them to or their mother-in-law and that they're always disappointed that they ended up with? I think there's not one thing that you should not register for. I just don't think that you should register for things that you really don't see yourself using. So I always kind of say register for things that you want now. Register for things that you might want in five years, Mm -hmm. maybe when you're like out of this phase a little bit, and then register for something that you might want in 20 years so that you're really setting up your life together as a couple. But if you absolutely like hate, you know, camping. Oh my God. Like rather be like at like a five star resort. Don't register for camping equipment. Um, what if your husband really wants it or wife? Okay. Then I think you can have them get that gift. But like, I don't think you should put, if you, if your lifestyle is where you're like traveling the world all the time, register for really nice luggage. But if your lifestyle is like entertaining at home, register for China, but don't spend you know register necessarily for like the fanciest luggage it's just not as important to you and like where are you going to put that is china reg- like as kind of a thing of the past like because i feel like that's something again of like kind of a different generation like do a lot of people in our age group register for china i think that the concept of china which is basically like fine bone china where people are using it for holidays and special occasions uh-huh. has just gotten a little bit more diverse so people are definitely registering for different sets but they're def- they're mixing and matching more like for my and also like I don't think it has to look a certain way like a lot of the china that we sell on Zola has like really modern cool patterns like our most popular is like this insane pruna marble set like I think that your notion of like your grandma's china and what's actually available today are pretty different yes. so I encourage people to check it out maybe you don't get a full set but maybe you get like beautiful teacups or really cool serveware or an amazing platter like Mm -hmm. you don't have to do the china of like 1950 but i think china is cool and if you have a few pieces like i think it makes things feel special even if you're eating pizza how if you are going to get china how big of a set would you get so for any um if you're registering for any tabletop forks knives spoons whatever definitely get 12 12 okay because things will break no kidding right just ask me yeah so and i you know things go missing and whatever and so you forget that something can't go in the dishwasher so get more than you think you need yeah so i would say 12 is safe and ask for 150 wine glasses exactly because the more expensive they are here's the rule the more likely they are to break but isn't that just the rule in general of life yeah things Things can be fragile, but there are really cool wine glasses that you can get pretty inexpensively that you can throw in the dishwasher and 
be happy. And call it a day. Yeah. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them? on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are just as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They're milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, so we have an audience question. Last question about registry, and then we're moving on to the actual wedding gifts. My parents think having a honeymoon fund is tacky, but everyone has one. Is it tacky? And the debate. No, it's not tacky. It's not. So that is an answer. It's like my mom says to me, you can't wear white after Labor Day. And I'm like, no biz, Najee, you're wrong. <laughs> Anna Wintour changed that. And that is Vogue, mother. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think it's tacky. I think that it's really common to have cash funds and that if you want something that you should register for it and I think that you should push back on your parents and I think Mm -hmm. that a lot of people kind of end up doing things that they don't want for their wedding whether it's registry or elsewhere because it's so and so wants x so put it on there and you can say you don't need to do anything on this and Mm -hmm. none of your friends need to but my friends this is how they like to gift um, and then the, la- the last two questions, we actually already answered, but I'm just going to read them for, you know, just so we can reference it again. So is it wrong to only register for a small amount of gifts so you can get cash and the best way to encourage encourage cash gifts? It's kind of like the same question and you answered it. It's just yeah. like do descriptions on the registry. Yeah, but I do think the question people think, and I see this even with my own friends who know that I work at Zola, uh-huh. is that they put like six things on their registry and they think people are going to give them cash. That does not happen. Right. It really doesn't. Like You just get picnic baskets from my mom. Yes. Like we have over a million couples on Sola. I can see what people's gifts are fulfilled and people are not just giving you cash. Add more physical gifts. Okay. Add more physical. Okay. So wedding gifts. Are people required to get you a wedding gift? You're not required to do anything. But that is tacky. (laughs) Now we can talk. That's tacky. You can't. You can't not do that. I think that it's poor form to not get a wedding gift especially if you're going to the wedding but I will say like let's say your friend has a cash fund you know I have friends who are in grad school like they're in debt yep so you know I've had just you know give what you can afford or if you really cannot afford to get a wedding gift I think you can write a beautiful card and just say I'm so happy for you and like I would love to like take you to get ice cream when we're in town together like I just think that it's really about making the couple feel special and if you have the means get them a gift off of their registry but if you don't there are other things to do but don't not do anything I think that's rude I I don't like the word tacky because I think it's judgmental of like well this is like how things must be and I don't think that there's a general rule for anything but I think there's 
being just rude or disrespectful to people. And if they invite you to your wedding, I think the least you could do is like write a nice note to them. Exactly. Um, so I had a friend and for, to one of our other friends, she bought a gift off the wet, the registry. Now, the wedding was a destination wedding. So it was expensive for all, us to, all of us to be in, to go to. Also, the bachelorette was destination. It was all adding up. Yep. And one of our friends was like, I simply am like on a really tight budget. She was in grad school. And so I remember she bought... Um, uh, like a coffee mug and like I think it was like a saucer that like went underneath it or something and that was it and it ended up being like I'm gonna say $27 and I remember all my girlfriends were like being little bitches about it and being like I mean she might as well have bought like nothing and I remember <laughs> thinking I mean at least she but she did the best she would could like right. that was her budget but that's the thing is I think sometimes people feel like oh my god if I can't buy like an expensive wedding gift then like maybe you know I'm better off not giving anything at all and you're saying no give what you can yeah I guess I just feel like who are you to tell people how much money to right? spend? And I think the whole idea is like people want to celebrate you. So my favorite, like I, you know, I registered for lots of different things. I registered for these water glasses that are old wine punts. You know, like there used to be wine bottles. Now they're water glasses. Cool. Love them. Very inexpensive. I know the friend who got them for me. I drink out of those every single day. I always think of him. He split his pants at another one of our friend's weddings. He's the <laughs> best wedding guest. Like he is in grad school. So I think maybe the gift was like $40. Like that's so nice. I'm in my home and I'm thinking of him all the time. Right. So I hope the friend who gave the cup and saucer is like, now debt free and I hope your friend who got that cup and saucer is like enjoying drinking her tea out of it I just think it's not about like weddings and gifts are not transactional it's a celebration so by reducing them to like the dollar amount I think you're missing the point I agree okay um so I like to do I like to follow the Emily Post rule which is you have one entire year until you have to give a gift technically is that a real thing or did am I following some made up rule I don't have the Emily Post <laughs> latest edition in front of me. I do. I read it every night before I go to bed. Okay. Um, I'm sure there's an Emily Post like Instagram account that I can follow. But uh, sure. I mean, I think that you oh, don't. God. <laughs> it's like you judge without judging. No, I can take it. Go. I think that, again, Shit. like it's not transactional. So if you end up getting people a wedding gift, I think it's really nice. Um to do it at any time <laughs> you're being so <laughs> diplomatic you're no, like you lazy shit get no, it together no no i thought you were going to ask me about when you can write a thank you note which technically you also have a year post-wedding and that i don't agree with because i think you're just shooting yourself in your foot if you wait a year to write someone a thank you note and you should just write your thank you notes as you get the gifts i didn't do that and i got a terrible hand cramp <laughs> same <laughs> totally same so but I mean like I definitely got wedding gifts you know many 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 months after my wedding and yeah. when I got them I was like oh that's really nice and like I appreciate it and honestly I got to a point where I was like please no more gifts because I don't want to write a fucking note yeah well welcome AI <laughs> hello um okay and also so I have a wedding gift I have to get for somebody right now the wedding was spectacular. Spectacular. Oh. And I was a dick and got drunk and like kind of just ruined it. Not for everybody. I'm not that important, but mm-hmm. definitely for my table. And so I feel like I want to like really give her something special to be mm-hmm. like, I'm sorry, I got in a fight with my girlfriend at your wedding. But like everything on the registry is picked over. It's either like a $3 spork or like a $2,000, I don't know, 
telephone. So I don't know what, like, what, like, what do you do when the registry is picked over as a guest? Yeah. So I think that um, hopefully this fabulous wedding was a Zola wedding and they registered on Zola. Um, I would say you could get them a gift card to the place where they registered. Okay. Um, and that's kind of like a fail safe thing of like, I know you like, like this store and you're already getting things from here. Um, she was registered at Bloomingdale. Sorry, I'm just going to really rip the lid off this one. So uh, maybe just buy something from there at a good price point, And then if she wants to return it, she can return it. Well, now that I know that she was registered at Bloomingdale's, <laughs> I feel like, I mean, take her to dinner. <laughs> no, I mean, I think like, yes, you can get something from another store like that. But you can also do something that's more personal. So like if they live in the city, maybe you can buy them something that's like, hey, here's like... Um, I don't know how many of your listeners live in New York, but like, you know, the, what is it called? Like Air, A-I-R-E in um, Tribeca is like a really cool, like Turkish hammam. Like I got my best friend, like a gift certificate there where her and her husband and they use that on their anniversary. So, so like an experience. Yeah. I like doing that or like Great Jones Spa or you can, if they love working out, you can give them soul cycle classes, whatever it is. Yeah. But I think doing something that's a little bit more fun and like spunky and maybe yeah. references your drunken behavior is always good okay that's good not to <laughs> brag uh selena gomez sent me a wedding gift and it was a spa day oh at a hotel so if selena if it's good enough for selena gomez it's good enough for you yeah it seems like me and selena kind of have the same thought process. no like you're like the same person right. i actually thought you were selena for a second oh, <laughs> a few can years believe, difference yeah. can you believe i invited her to my wedding is that the most embarrassing fangirl thing you've ever heard in your life did you know Selena Gomez? Kind of. Oh. Just through working at Sirius. Oh, but. so then I think that was so generous of her and so nice. I know. She probably thought of this crazy fan invited me to no. her wedding. But anyway. look, if Selena Gomez can give you a gift, then if you were invited to the wedding, you can give someone a teacup. <laughs> That's the Selena Gomez rule. There you go. If she's gracious enough to do that. True story. Yeah. Okay, so how much money should you spend on wedding gifts for the following people? Mm -hmm. Okay, so, and listen, let's try to think. I don't know if you have, like, stats on, like, all of America. Yeah, we do. Okay, so you can speak to this, like, as an expert, even outside of New York City, which is fantastic. So if you're in the bridal party, how much are we looking to spend? So the average wedding gift is $100. Okay. Whether, so I think that. that if you're in the bridal party or your close friend... I would spend more than you would typically spend. But I do really think it depends on your budget and what you can afford. I don't want people to feel pressure that they have to hit a certain threshold. Mm -hmm. That's just that creates like toxic feelings in your relationship versus joyful feelings for being happy for people. Totally. But also if you're in the bridal party, you're spending so much. So could we even say that if you're bridal party, you can spend less or do you actually have to spend more than the national average? Would you say? Like, thank you for having me at your bridal party. It's such a privilege. Yeah, I Let think it depends, again, on, like, what is happening in the bridal party. Like, I've been in bridal parties where, like, people have paid for my hair and makeup, and all I have to do is, like, get a dress that, like, I feel hot in that's in a color palette. Like, let me, like, kick up this gift. Yeah. If I have to, like, get my own hair and makeup, buy a dress that I'm not so enthusiastic about, okay. maybe I'm not going to be spending as much. So I think there's no, like, hard and fast rule. I think you should always spend what you can afford. Yes. And you don't want your gift to be tinged with bitterness, so... All my gifts are, so it doesn't really matter. (laughs) (laughs) A family member. 
How much should they be spending? It Again, it depends how close you are. I mean, like for my sister, I don't even know. I think I got her something extravagant. Mm, my sister got married at City Hall actually before she was had her big wedding, and so I bought her a gift for that because I was her witness. Uh-huh. So that was a little bit different for, versus like when she and her wife got married. Like I don't think I gave them an actual wedding gift. Oh my god, fellow lesbians! Yeah, hey girl, hey, yeah, I love it. So <laughs> I think you have to get people things that feel personal for your family. I think yeah. it's a little weird if you get your family like an impersonal. Yeah, gift. I know. I'm getting my sister spices for her wedding. So again, that's failure. <laughs> failure. Every time she thinks of me, she'll every time she cooks, she'll think of me. But that's an amazing gift. That's a sister gift. Like versus you. if you got her like towels. It's- Still have yet to get them, and okay. it's almost at a year. But we will just skate over that. Um, <laughs> what do you give a coworker? Uh, depends how close you are to the coworker. I think sticking around like your average price point that you would send for someone, yep. avoid gifts that might be misinterpreted. Stick with more safe gifts. Like a dildo. <laughs> it depends. <laughs> but that's for like friends should... or family members. Like like grandma buy the dildo, you know? That's what we always say. As well. <laughs> <laughs> um, how about this? If you're a couple, so then are we spending 200 if the national average is 100? I think so. Personally, um, I feel like as a couple, you should spend more than what you would spend solo. But, you know, also you can always do group gifts with your friends. So your friend with the teacup, maybe she could have found another friend and they could have had two teacups. Yeah, she could have asked her boyfriend, but I'm not going to go into that. Yeah, that's (laughs) that's for the after show. (laughs) Um, If you can't go to the wedding, what do you give as a gift? Or do you give one at all? I think it depends how close you are to the person. So I don't always give a wedding gift. Mm -hmm. If it's someone that I really don't know very well and we're not that close to, I might like send them a really nice note or take them out to dinner when they're in town or something like that. Mm -hmm. But if you can't go to the wedding and they're a close friend, I would spend more money than you would typically spend because you're not spending money to go to the wedding. Exactly. That's how I feel. And you're kind of also like... You know, rejecting their wedding a little bit. So exactly. money always fixes that problem. Right. My best friend got married and I had um, a three week old daughter. And so that's a fair reason. Not I go. got her um, a car. La Mer, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? I got you a car. I felt so guilty. Yeah. I got you a pony. Yeah. One always. day. One day I hope to pay off my sadness with ponies. But. One day I hope to get a car. Yeah, we each have different aspirations. (laughs) Okay, it's time now for Brian to my DMs. Okay. Um, And this actually has to do with everything we're talking about. So, hey, Betches. Oh, and also, thank you for saying you want to remain anonymous. Because if you don't say you want to be anonymous, then we give you a handle shout out. But sometimes things are delicate and people want anonymity. So, hey, Betches. My boyfriend of a few months received a plus one to his friend's wedding in early fall. He invited me to be his guest and I'm super excited. I've met the friend of fiance during a double date and we had a great time. I anticipate seeing them at least once before the wedding and more frequently after the wedding since they are from the same area. My question is, how should gifts at a wedding where you don't know the bride and groom all that well be handled? Should the guests contribute? Is that too much for someone I've met a couple times? I've told my boyfriend who is still in graduate school, I would go half in on a relatively nicer gift for this area slash wedding. It would be between $100 and $150. Any thoughts would be appreciated. I feel she answered her own question. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) I think that 
the question maybe is more about her and her boyfriend and sounds like he doesn't want to give a gift and but she wants to make a good impression on the couple yeah i mean this is i think this is and not to be like sexist and stereotype but i think women tend to be a little more considerate mm-hmm. and we understand you know consumerism more than guys so i think it's easy for guys to be like i'll buy him a baseball hat and it's right. like what where did you grow up yeah. no <laughs> so i feel like she's like these are our friends they're gonna become even better friends right. and i don't want them being like you guys got us a cup right <laughs> I think she needs... Well, here's what I did in this situation. Okay, go. When we started getting invited to weddings, my boyfriend, then fiancé, then husband, maybe he wasn't really combing wedding registries. You know, that wasn't his style. It wasn't his his after-work hobby. My energy was to just go on the registry, buy the gift, and basically invoice your partner for half. (laughs) And say, like, like, we got this. Forward the confirmation email. I mean, I think that she wants to make a good impression on the couple. She really likes them, and it sounds like her boyfriend and her are kind of serious, and so she just wants to yeah, put, like, a good foot forward. So get whatever you think is appropriate and tell your boyfriend to give you half the money. Her instincts are right. Yeah. She should definitely contribute because he sounds like he's being a little bit of a cheap skate beat skate which is fine yeah but she just or just lazy probably a combination of the two um so speaking of perusing people's wedding wedding registries great pastime did you see this article you don't have to because i have it in front of me i'll tell you all about it um why people can't resist spying on their friends wedding registries this is like a thing now. Yeah. Okay, so like we obviously stalk each other on Facebook, then it moved to Instagram, Snapchat, the whole shebang, social media, Twitter, whatever, whatever your medium is. And then Venmo came about, which I find to be super creepy and weird. And I think I'm private, but I don't know how to like do anything. But I can like it's like people I don't even follow on Instagram somehow I'm linked to on Venmo. And I'm like, right. I'm like, oh, why did Danny spend, you know, $150? I don't know, at the movie theater. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and well, why am I privy to this information? I think we know what they really use the money for in that situation, but... Hookers? <laughs> <laughs> I have like, what would cost $150? Um, so, th- this is like the new wave of that. It's yep. like venmo but it's like wedding registry, so it's mm-hmm. more just like niche and specific. But I think that money's a very tricky thing. Mm-hmm. In society, it's like what you don't talk about, like sex, religion, or money. But we break all those rules anyway. Especially New Yorkers, I feel like we break those rules because we want to know how much people's rents are. But <laughs> it is like, I mean, like in the country we live in, people don't really talk outwardly about money. So when people are looking at people's demos and now wedding registries, I feel like it's kind of, uh, in my opinion, I think it's super creepy. Mm-hmm. And I try not to go down shame spirals of like stalking like exes or ex-friends because it just make it actually makes me sad about mm-hmm. like, I, I just can feel the um, emotional ramifications of it. Mm-hmm. You're so self-aware. I try. My therapist makes me. Otherwise, <laughs> I have to see her too often. So the question is, though, what do you think about this trend? Because people, so they were saying, um, I'll read a quote from this article. Okay, so basically they said, it's the whole, I saw Caddy Herring or Katie Heron wearing army pants and flip-flops, so I went out and bought army pants and flip-flops. Mm-hmm. It's like, what you know? what's the cool girl that we went to high right. school with registering for? But then there's also like a judgment. Like, oh my God, her Instagram's so tacky. Is she that tacky on her, you know, wedding, wedding registry? Yeah. What do we think? I think I'm sort of the opposite of you. Like, I'm the person who goes on LinkedIn 
And it's like, I want you to know that I viewed your LinkedIn profile of someone that I went to elementary school with. Yes. Like, I just assume that everyone is stalking everyone. And I think it's interesting. And I think that for the wedding registries, I think it's only natural for us. Like, if you think about weddings today are really influenced by Instagram. And part of what Instagram is doing is being able to show people your taste inside your home, your style, just like things that used to be more private because people didn't have access to them. So your wedding registry is sort of saying like, hey, this is like me thinking about what our lives are and what we want for that. And I think it's only natural to peek and look at people. I think, you know, judging people for what they're registering for is human nature, but also like that's what those people want and you might want something totally different. And Right? Just... I'm not going to be like, that's horrible because I think everyone does it. Because <laughs> we're like, all doing it. Whether we're doing it in a text chain with our friends or doing it in our own brains, we're doing it. A hundred percent. Like I've walked by people on the street that I have never met and I'm like, I have been on your Instagram. So I've seen your like, <laughs> you know, whatever, because, you know, you just recognize people or you suddenly like, oh, my God, I'm on like my Pilates teachers, <laughs> friends, moms. I mean, I just think that's what's happening. That's why I'm saying like I go on LinkedIn and like people know like you saw. I think it's disingenuous to pretend like you don't do those things. Yes. I think you what you do with that information, I think it's good for you if you're like that makes me feel really bad. So I'm not going to do that. It makes me feel sad. But I think like people in our office who are currently engaged like go on each other's registries and then add the things that they like from that person's registry into their registry now i'm here for that if you're yeah. doing a little research listen to this text change so it was did you see they put a 500 serving plate on there wait till you get to the 800 vacuum oh i'm sorry there are two 500 serving plates on there oh wait i kind of like their taste confused and i finally so this girl saying she was confused like what is this text chain i'm in and she said wtf are you guys talking about and they said carl and nina's registry duh so yeah conversation starters i think it's a reflection of the digital age that we're in but i don't think you should be a bitch about it and i think you know just a tiny bitch yeah not maybe not a text change it's you and your best friends okay i like that yeah like if it's over three people it's bad right i mean but like (laughs) everyone goes and looks like People are fascinated by other people's lives and especially life moments. And like a wedding is pretty public. You now have your wedding on Instagram. People have hashtags and things like that. And like that you have to realize that people are going to be looking at that. And I think that you should also realize that like you shouldn't care what other people think of you. You should have the wedding that you want. You should have the registry you want. And if you want $500 serving plate and $800 vacuum, just make sure it's a group gift so not one person has to contribute yeah. like that amount of money and move on. You go, Glen Coco. You get yeah. that $500 plate. Wear the flip-flops or whatever. <laughs> In army pants. Yes, exactly. Cargo pants. Yeah, I mean, flip-flops are back, so. I know, with wedges. It's confusing. WTF. Yeah. I thought I, I wish that would never come back, but <laughs> alas, here it is. Okay, now it's time for our game, Bridezilla or Bridechilla. So I'm going to give you a scenario and just simply tell me, would you go ham? Bridezilla, or would you let it go, Bridechilla? Okay. okay. Uh, for the honeymoon, your groom wants to go on an Alaskan cruise, but you want to go to the Grecian Isles. Mm, that's. You want a Zilla, don't you? I don't want a <laughs> Zilla. First of all, why can't we do both over a period of time? Right. Like in 50 years, we can go to Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to go friggin' trout fishing what do I you would want to say do like 
try and persuade them to do something else. But I don't think it's worth like going into a blind rage over. And, right. Yeah. Because you've got to go on a trip with I, them. I can't choose just one. Yeah. It's like if you're going to throw a fit about going on a honeymoon with your husband, you have a bigger issue, which is like you guys are not communicating well and aren't on the same page. Fantastic point. I think, yeah, I would say shockingly bride Chilla. I think it's like it's a compromise. It's yeah. your the two of you honeymoon so you have to agree together on something so if it's you know maybe something in the middle yeah like london (laughs) exactly it's that's the compromise between alaska like minneapolis yes exactly. i don't know uh okay two the maid of honor refuses to get her makeup done because she doesn't wear makeup (sighs) girl i would chill on that and i would i know this isn't what i'm supposed to do but i would basically get just say to another person that in the photos that person is going to look horrendous <laughs> because everyone else is in a full face of makeup it's true. and it's hd and you're not going to look great and if you don't care about that then keep it moving just tell the photographer this is the zilla part but you're not going to go like zilla public you can go zilla on the sly tell the photographer put her ass behind the bush so we can easily photoshop her out of the album i love that idea <laughs> i'm really manipulative yeah Thank you. <laughs> okay, and last and certainly not least. So we received this message mm-hmm. um, from, okay, so this was sent to us like literally 10 minutes before we did this podcast. And then she wrote this in the message. So received this message from my bridesmaid and a friend of over 10 years last night. Okay, so mm. we're working in like real time here. Love it. The wedding is in three days. Invite me. Should I let her have it? Or take the high road here. Okay. So this is what her friend wrote to her. Reaching out with a bit of a last... Sorry, I'll start over again. Reaching out with a bit of last minute news. Available to sync via chat, text, or phone. I don't even know what's going on at this point. (laughs) Sounds like it's a work thing. Anyway. (laughs) I will be attending an impromptu, in-person Buddhist teachings this weekend. There is nothing in the world that will, should, or could matter more to you than your special day right now. That being said, there is nothing in my world that matters more to me than spiritual development and refinement. I haven't been open about this or discussed it at all until now, and I'm afraid it's coming in rather late. (laughs) In the spirit of better late than never, I'd like to be 100% honest and transparent with you starting right now. Uh, I've been a part of a Buddhist spiritual study for the past six years. This has slowly become the most important thing in my life, period. I will not be in attendance. I will not be in attendance at this weekend's festivities, and I'm deeply sorry. I know you are fully capable of understanding where I'm coming from. I love when they tell you how you're going to feel. I do, however, understand that this may mean the end of our friendship for now or forever, depending on how you feel. You are an incredible person, and I am so proud of all of your accomplishments, how far you've come and how far you've yet to go. Grateful to have been part of your journey thus far. Love you and the groom both. So glad you found each other. Namaste. I'm just kidding. Wishing you a happily ever after. The end. Hmm. <laughs> My God. Okay. There's so a lot. There. I would fall into a blind rage about that text <laughs> only because if someone just texted me and said, I last minute am not coming to your wedding. I really want to go to this retreat and I've decided to do that. I'm so sorry. That's annoying, but like you have keep it moving. Yeah. But I think that text is very dramatic and is trying to get a lot of attention. And 
the person who's getting married this weekend really doesn't have the emotional energy to spend on unpacking that text message. Uh Uh-uh. So I think chilla and that like keep it moving one person's not coming to your wedding not a big deal not a big deal especially this one Zilla because that person is being really self-involved oh. and i don't think is very thoughtful and is writing kind of a maddening text message <laughs> yeah she's <laughs> gaslighting like a motherfucker yeah um i agree you have to chilla because she wants you to zilla yeah that's a great point you're not going to give her what she wants yes and well for said. a Buddhist, this bitch is crazy. Yeah, I'm not feeling the like <laughs> the zen from that. No, not feeling like the uh, she needs the retreat, actually. Yeah, because it's not working after six years. If I were the bride, I would write back something <laughs> really nasty and not send it. <laughs> just so that you can express the anger that you feel towards this, but then not give her the satisfaction of having you be like, Oh my God, no. How can you not be coming? I'm so upset. Like, blah, blah, blah. I'm getting back and forth into it, and it's just yep. not worth it. Um, I would like you to take that angry message and send it back to us at Betch's Bride so that we can read it on air next time we do another podcast. I think you should run a contest for the best response to this. Text uh, I agree. I like where your brain is, girly. Um, I also think you should, I think you should reply because to not reply is going to like, it's going to feed the drama in her like yeah. very um narcissistic mind. Yes. So I think you should be like, girl, don't worry. You do you. The most important thing in life is like finding ourselves. I'm gonna have the best weekend. You you two, and of course, no hard feelings. Like give her absolutely nothing mm-hmm. and then just ghost her. Yeah. And if that you person doesn't get her a phenomenal wedding gift. Oh, she's getting nothing. Yeah. Except for maybe a Buddha. Yeah. Which could be cute. <laughs> as long as there's a receipt <laughs> right seriously um that's all the time we have thank you so much for joining me thank you i had so much fun this was such a blast and hopefully we answered all your questions about wedding registries and also gift giving i know i feel like fully covered i'm ready yeah everyone have a happy wedding season yeah you guys thank you so much for joining us make sure to rate review and subscribe and uh hey Give us five stars. Be generous after all. Give us the gift of five stars. Um, and then also make sure to follow us on Instagram at Betches Brides. That's it for us, guys. We'll be back next week with another fantastic pod. Bye. Betches.